Welcome to Making Waves, the podcast for curious business leaders, brought to you by Wavelength. Since 2008, Wavelength has taken over 2,000 leaders, physically and digitally, inside the boardrooms and shop floors of some of the world's most admired, progressive, and successful organizations, and hosted in-depth conversations with highly accomplished leaders from the world of business and beyond. We've run programs in Silicon Valley, China, India, and throughout Europe going inside iconic organizations such as Apple, Alibaba, Netflix, Lego, and India's Aravind Care System, and hosted sessions with highly accomplished leaders like Jesper Brodin, CEO of IKEA, Alan Jope, CEO of Unilever, and Helle Thorning-Schmidt, the former Prime Minister of Denmark. I'm Adrian Simpson, co-founder of Wavelength, and in this episode, we're talking to Barbie Brewer, a Silicon Valley-based chief people officer with unparalleled experience what it takes to lead a virtual organization. Barbie is a passionate advocate for remote working. Barbie's vast experience includes CPO at GitLab, a $2 billion valuation software development company with thousands of employees working across 55 countries, yet they've never had an office, and as vice president of HR at Netflix. Barbie is joining us today to share top tips on how to operate a virtual organization, including advice on the best communication structures, how to prepare for meetings and presentations, tangible tools to help you manage and monitor your culture, and critically, how leaders should lead in a virtual organization. Welcome, Barbie. Yeah, it's interesting, Adrian. I've always worked at companies that have distributed teams. You know, Cisco had lots of different offices. I, I worked in the office in the UK. I worked in the office in Germany. Uh, and then Netflix grew to be more distributed as well while I was there. But in 2016, I had a bit of some personal um, challenges or opportunities, and, uh, and it really drove me to be a lot more interested in remote work. And I didn't really feel like there were many opportunities to do that. So that's why I formed my consulting company, TNT Consulting. But essentially, I became a single mother every other week and doing the three to four hours of commuting every day. Um, into Netflix was difficult, plus all of the travel that I did, which I loved. I loved being able to visit so many countries, but I love being a mom a little bit more, <laughs> and to say the least. And then uh, a month after I became a single mother, I also became a cancer patient mm-hmm. and uh, ended up on chemotherapy and flying out from California to Memorial Sloan Kettering every three months for my treatment. And, uh, and that really exposed me to a real need that's that for a different reason. I became very much more of a dermophobe. I, I've, I know it's really trendy right now not to shake hands. Yeah. I've been refusing to shake hands for four years. Wow. <laughs> so I've got that one down and I, I, I seem rude to other people. Now hopefully they'll understand. But, uh, but then that really kind of sealed it for me. I was going to work remote and that was really the only option I had at least during that year of treatment. Um, and then GitLab called me. And uh, I really did at that time just think consulting was what I was going to have to do in order to have the lifestyle I needed to have. And then, and then when, when the recruiters reached out to me from GitLab and, and offered me the position of the chief people officer for, for GitLab, it felt perfect to me. It felt like an opportunity for me to still add value to a company, um, still be completely engaged in work, but be able to be in my home office, be able to make my trips to New York without missing, missing a beat really for work. And, uh, and I got really excited about it. And then when I joined, I even got more excited about it. When I saw the diversity of talent we can get, when I saw people being able to build careers that they never would have been able to build had it 
not been for remote work. Two of my best recruiters were in Nigeria. I had another great recruiter in Russia. Um, some of the job opportunities just aren't there, but given that we were a remote company, we could bring those opportunities to other parts of the world. I fundamentally believe that excellence and brilliance and ability are universal across this planet, but opportunity is not. Mm-hmm. And remote work has the ability to equalize us a lot more. And instead of just redistributing wealth, we can redistribute opportunity, which yeah. I think is transformative for so many communities. One of my best examples is a rock star who worked with me named Brittany. And up until GitLab, she had to kind of quit jobs often because she was a military spouse and her husband mm-hmm. was getting sent to different bases. So she mm-hmm. couldn't really build a career. But once she joined GitLab, she could build an amazing career because every time her husband had to move, she didn't have to quit her job. She got to keep that job and build her career. So, so yeah, so very, very passionate about remote yeah. work, even pre-COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Br- brilliant. It gives us, gives us great context. So I guess, uh, though, I mean, just, just a little bit about more about GitLab. So I was saying about a thousand people around the world, 55 countries, no virtual, no, no, no physical offices. Um, mm-hmm. Indeed, I think when I, from my call correctly, when you were interviewed, the whole process, everything from start, the CEO, uh, everything was done remotely. Was that right? The whole interview process, the whole onboarding process, everything's been done remotely with them. Yeah, everything was done remotely, which I um, appreciated. And uh, but it was funny when you interview with GitLab and you find out that everything's remote. And if you haven't worked that way yet, you can you can fight against it a little bit. I remember when I interviewed with Sid. I'm in Pleasanton, and Sid is in San Francisco. It's about 30 miles from each other. And so when I was interviewing with him, I said, well, do you want me to just come to San Francisco and we can meet in person? And he's like, no, that's okay. If you want to do that after you start, you can. Um, It was probably a year after I started that I actually met him face to face in person. And I I hate to say face to face because to me, this is face to face. I see you probably (laughs) even better than I would see you um, with these 4K monitors. It's it's almost worse um, in terms of how you look. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, so everything was, was via zoom, uh, and, and it worked out perfectly well. Fantastic. Fantastic. So just to get into the, 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 the weeds a little bit, I think, um, can we talk a little bit about, you know, sort of from your experiences and just to kind of so much experience in, 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 uh, leading and working in a, in a virtual environment, what's the best practice for say communication in, in, um, in, in a, in a virtual world, you know, when we were speaking last week. Now, one of the things that you touched upon was, you know, how do you prepare for presentations, for example, in a, in a, in a, in a virtual world about how thinking about not sort of about the picture so much. So I'd just love to you know, talk about, you know, what what makes great practice from a communication perspective in a virtual world? Because I think at the moment most of my clients have just jumped into endless Zoom calls and, you know, or yeah. Microsoft Teams or whatever. And that just seems to be the kind of the, the rhythm and everyone's sitting behind a, a desk for hours and hours, you know, endless calls. Um, you know, so just talk to us about your top tips on communication. Yeah, so it varies based on your circumstance. So during this time, there's a lot of people working remotely that are, everyone's still local uh, mm. because they were commuting all into the same office. So you don't have to focus quite as much on the asynchronous communication. But really when it comes to communication when remote, it just over communicate and communicate a lot and record your conversations so people can watch them later if they were sleeping. And when it comes to slides, um, and this is what I mentioned to you, Adrian, before, is uh, we were all trained like to have a pretty picture and then speak to it, or a few words, but then speak to it. But 
Um, there's, you shouldn't have be text heavy on slides. In a remote world, especially if you're in different time zones, and I believe this applies to companies that aren't remote too, that just don't quite put the time and attention in having distributed teams and treating everyone kind of with respect regardless of location. Um, it's okay to be text heavy. These are the slides that people can come back and refer to and can come back from learn from at a different date. So if you just put a picture there, what information is someone going to get when they come and look at those slides later? Probably not a whole lot, but if you make them text heavy, they can. And then my advice, and again, this transcends remote work to me, but my advice is really to send those slides out in advance, let people read them, let people comment and ask questions. And then when you actually meet together, it's more about clarifying questions, motivation, inspiration, not regurgitating information and data that people can ingest before that mm -hmm. meeting. And mm -hmm. then it can really be about solidifying and making the decision, getting impeccable agreement on that decision and moving forward. But documentation is super important. So having agendas, taking notes in the agendas. I love to use the Google suite, and I think you can do this with Microsoft 360 as well, or is it 365 or 360? Yeah, 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 yeah. 365, yeah. Um, teams, yeah. yeah, Teams, yeah. So open up a meeting notes document that has the agenda and take notes in it live during the meeting and let every meeting attendee be willing to take notes. Uh, and then you really do have a, a record going forward. And again, this is a behavior that I think would behoove people beyond remote work. You know, Amazon's been doing it for a long time. You have your memo and then you go into your meeting, you discuss it, but you read the memos before the discussion. Yes. Um, Netflix yes. did it in terms of their testing. We did product strat every Thursday for four hours. You read the testing data, you looked at all that, then you came in the meeting, you did the debate. Uh, so in a remote work, that's, it's even more important because people aren't in the same room together. You're not getting the same water cooler conversation, no matter how much you try to replicate it. Uh, and, uh, so that over communication in written format is super, super important. Mm. And, and also I'm taking if, if someone couldn't attend the, 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 the sort of presentation element, you are then recording the, the, the those discussions those agreements those questions and then afterwards that other person that couldn't attend live can a see the deck which gives them all the information that, that, that everyone else read in advance and b they've got a recording of the discussions and c they can look at all the notes from the meeting as well so they can bring themselves fully up to speed in a way they couldn't it was just a, a deck of 12 pretty pictures and six words yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's and it's great. Everyone learns differently and everyone retains mm -hmm. information differently. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. some people might want to rewatch the recorded video and yeah. some people might rather view the slides and look at the meeting notes. Uh, yeah. And it's especially applicable when it comes to, you know, like, for example, GitLab, 55 countries. That's a lot of different languages and not everyone's first language is English. Yes. And so sometimes it's much easier to read the English written word then try to understand some speaker talking really fast yeah, <laughs> in absolutely. a language that isn't your native language. Yeah, so it, it, it really yeah. helps with that as yeah. well. It's, it's also, you know, as a student, as somebody who looks at kind of great company cultures, it's also interesting to me to say, I mean, I'm, look, I'm quite familiar with, with the Amazon model of everyone, you know, to a create a performer um, uh, communication before every meeting that, that that is a certain length, even a certain font, and everyone has to read that and, so before they go into the meeting, they did that. You've done the same at Netflix. So actually, you know, two great companies. And actually what you're advocating is 
you're, at, you're just replicating the same model of great communication in a virtual world, right? So just really interesting to me that you're, you're just in, endorsing what Amazon and Netflix have been doing in a kind of real world in a, in a, in a virtual world organization. Well, what's interesting is, you know, really what you need to be great at remote work from a business practices perspective isn't that different from what you need in a brick and mortar company. Mm. Um, however, if you don't do it well, it becomes mm. a lot more catastrophic, a lot quicker. <laughs> so it's, you, you still need great managers, right? But, you know, if you have a so-so manager that can walk by employees' desks and, you know, see what they're doing, then maybe that's okay. But when you're in remote, it requires a lot more trust. Mm -hmm. uh, and it requires a lot more effort for engagement and getting to yeah. know each other. And okay. it can be a lot better, but yeah. if you're not using technology and if you're not being deliberative about that, then you can easily, yeah. just like we can easily say, okay, we're all remote, we're gonna skip the shower. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can do the same thing with management. Well, I don't see them, so I don't have to give them feedback. Or yeah. I don't, you know, and so you have to really make sure that you're mm -hmm. really, really, really strong mm -hmm. in those things because the problems yeah. will be bigger. Thank you. And just, so just coming back on communications again, I think just picking up on a couple of things I was reading about uh, 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 GitLab, I think a lot of their stuff is, is open source. There was a note in there about um, an always on video conference room where people could just kind of, Come and hang out and go as they please. That, that, that you know that was something I noticed. And then again last week when we spoke, you talked about um, a GitLab how the sort of the, the, the company culture required every team to update update other teams every week on what they were focusing on, what their progress on. Could you talk a little bit more about those two points? Sure. Um, so it's, I'm going to make it three though. There was the right. there was the group <laughs> updates that were really beneficial. There's the always on that is kind of beneficial but often dead um, or you're the only person in there <laughs> to be honest and then there was the company calls which was a lot higher engagement than the always on video um, so the the fun we called it functional functional group updates and every day of the week basically except Fridays every morning in Pacific time we did functional group updates. And again, you sent your slides out in advance so everyone can read those. Unlike Amazon, you're expected to read them in advance. You're not expected to take time out of the meeting to have everybody read the same thing. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, so, uh, and then when you get into the meeting, you're talking about um, your accomplishments over the last month, your um, plans for the future, your roadblocks, your hiring needs. And it's a really great way for people at the company to have digested that information and then be able to ask you questions and really try to fully understand um, what your team is working on and how they might be able to help assist or debate if it's the right things. But get, keep the groups out of silos. So you don't want to get siloed where mm -hmm. um, groups are doing things, but other groups aren't aware of it. Now, GitLab is the extreme, the absolute extreme. They're an open sourced company and they open source their culture and they open source their internal operations. Whether wow. or not they will be able to open source quite as much after they go public is, is, is to be seen. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but if you Googled, you know, if you went to YouTube and you searched for Barbie Brewer plus GitLab, you'd find tons of videos of me speaking at the company because all those videos weren't just internal to the organization. They were made public to the world. Wow. Um, that's very extreme and not necessary to mm. have a strong mm. remote environment. And mm. sometimes it can lead to people being a little bit 
less open to saying how they feel um, mm. or debate if they feel like, you know, their mom's going to watch them tomorrow on YouTube. Yeah. But they but do really that. Structure, that. That functional team update, that was a very interesting structure. So was that every, was that, so that was every team every week? Was that how it worked for a specific No, each team, yeah, each team would go once a month. Okay, once a month. But okay. the number of teams led to there being someone doing it four days a week. So, okay. for example, for me, I would do a, a people team one, but then my director for recruiting would do one specific on recruiting. And so you, in engineering, you might have the security team doing mm -hmm. one, you might have the back end mm -hmm. team doing one. So you, mm -hmm. so it, it really led to doing mm -hmm. more. And then AMAs were also super beneficial and the, all of the exec team tried to do monthly AMAs, which means ask me anything for those of you okay. who haven't, aren't familiar. Yeah. So that was just an, a zoom call and nothing really prepared. And you could just come on and you can ask me anything you wanted about HR. And my team was usually on it too. If, if, you know, I didn't have the answer, one of them would. Um, and those are also online that <laughs> you can see. Wow. Um, wow. And then, uh, and then the company call was meant to be social. And this was every day of the week for 30 minutes. Now, when we were smaller, because I joined GitLab, we were about 200 or 150 people. And when I left, we were closer to 1,000. Um, and that really, some really quick company updates maybe in the beginning. Um, and again, all written down in the agenda documents. So if you didn't attend, you would still see the updates. And then people would just talk and they would share slides of their, you know, dinner they cooked last night or their kids or their pets. and uh, And you really just got, you know, social interaction together. Uh, this is something that works a lot better in an all remote environment than a hybrid environment. Because mm -hmm. when you get into a hybrid environment, the people in the office think it's a waste of time mm -hmm. and they don't, they don't have the need for that social connection because yeah. they're getting it elsewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you really have to push them to participate. Hybrid is much harder than all remote. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, then, uh, and then as we got bigger, that wasn't really scaling because it was too many people. And so the great thing about Zoom is Zoom has breakouts. So we could still all join and then I could just press the breakout button and have 10 people per breakout, for example, and then they could have a smaller group chat together. And then we also started doing themes around it. So today we're going to talk about sports and recreation, or today we're going to talk about cooking, or today we're going to talk about books and entertainment and movies, or, you know, and so we tried to, you know, mm -hmm. seed questions mm -hmm. to get introverts to mm -hmm. communicate more. Mm. One thing you also find that it's going to make it more challenging in this environment, when you start off remote and you hire for remote, you're hiring people who want to work remote. Yeah. Um, and and they, they, they're, you're interviewing them for what that means and do they have proper broad, broadband? Do they have a proper work area? Um, yeah. Can they, you know, can they handle, you know, internet video communication instead of personal communication and still be happy? Yeah. Uh, mm. Companies today don't have that benefit, right? These are people no, who... Absolutely. Absolutely. We're working in an office. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're being forced into it, mm. and mm. they're being forced into it under terrible conditions. Mm. One of the one of the wonderful thing about remote work is your ability to engage with your community. Mm. And you know, so for example, when I was was commuting, you know, an hour and a half each way, I wasn't in my daughter's classroom during the day. Mm. I wasn't mm. having lunch with my girlfriends mm. during the day. Oh. It was my work. Mm. I was with work people. Mm. <laughs> so. One of the great things about remote work is you can do those things. Mm. You're not supposed to have to homeschool at the same time. You're not supposed to have to avoid your village at the same time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I just yeah. really hope that people that are experiencing yeah. it right now 
don't yeah. give up on it and think it's a terrible experience. It can be a wonderful experience. In a, yeah. In a but I think the, world. I think what's nice about it, but, but, but I think you know what the, when you're talking then about the kind of the social conversations. I mean, I think at the moment, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are are, are feeling. Um, isolated but actually connecting with people has never been more important right so actually mm -hmm. i think what we're, we're really liking about about the the, the the what you do at gitlab there about structuring these sort of social conversations is that you are you know you, all you can do right now is to create yeah. systems and structures and processes to try and replicate what people used to have in the physical world and, and can't be can't be delivered because you can't go yeah. to the office you can't go to the village shop you or you can but only briefly and and yeah. what have you so i think i think you know that that idea of just saying okay well how do you at least for 15 20 30 minutes whatever the the, the time is, just just replicate that kind of um social conversation or maybe even in this environment right now give people a time to share you know what's going on for them right because yeah. you know even just you know vent or, or or just you know constructive ideas about how it, how their top tips on homeschooling or whatever whatever is yeah. that you know or how to how to make the loft into a great office which is I've had some you know great calls with clients who have been into the you know spare bedrooms and lofts and you know because like just been yeah. suddenly five adults in 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 the house so what well, the, but that's that's part of the expectation mm -hmm. though Adrian when people are working at home I really want companies not to expect the same level of uh, let's call it professionalism, for yeah. lack of a better word. If yeah. my daughter walks in right now and interrupts me, I want her to wave to the screen and you can all be my daughter. I don't want to. <laughs> I I don't want to cringe and go, oh my gosh, I'm in so much trouble. My daughter was seen. You know? um, and so I think we need to use this as an opportunity to get to know people better because yeah. we can see their kids and their dogs and their favorite house plant. Um, yes. And we couldn't see that before. Um, we might see the view they're looking at and be able to share that and talk about yeah. that. The other yeah. great thing about Adrian that people should really try to do this time, when you're in an office, people really are biased towards just speaking to the people near them. And mm. if they're, if someone works on a different floor or in a different building and you need to have a conversation with them, you really don't leave your desk and go walk over there to them and have a conversation. You still yeah. slack them or email them or, you know, yeah do instant messaging of some sort with them. Uh, so use this as an opportunity to get to know people that you might not have gotten to know in mm. an office environment. Mm. Really look for look for similarities in people that you didn't know you have. I, mm -hmm. I one company, um, I encourage these these random chats. So Slack has a donut, a donut app. It's called Donut. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's do not be strangers. And it kind of- Oh, it's okay, right. It's one doing a Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it connects you with a random person at the company and encourages you to schedule a meeting with them just randomly. Uh, and uh, and so I was at a company and 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 one of the engineers said, "Well, I don't want to do that. What am I going to have in common with someone in marketing?" <laughs> and I said, "How do you know if you don't ask? Maybe yeah. you're both scuba divers. Maybe you both like yeah. to golf. Maybe you both like to read and you can talk about books. We mm. are not only our profession, right?" And so mm. it. You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, really take this time to get to know people that you didn't take the time to get mm -hmm. to know before. Mm -hmm. at, at Love to Know, we call the um, the social calls, we, the, the the organized ones, we call them coffee and cab. And we're doing that coffee to recognize, cab. yeah, coffee and cabernet, right? Because, oh, right, right, okay, sorry. I, yeah, I might be in California and I'm doing the, and I'm doing the social call with people in Barcelona, right? Okay. And so they're okay. drinking cabernet, but I'm drinking coffee, right? So <laughs> we call it coffee and cab. And uh, and those are the social calls that we do. Uh, Get love call them company calls. So oh. it's you, you can you can brand it to be a fit with yeah. your culture. 
and yeah. uh, and and it and the social connection is important. Yeah. Well, I just well, actually, I love the principle actually of you know flipping this to say okay, this there is it's tough reality for a lot of people right now. It's isolated. They haven't got the ideal working environment. They're trying to homeschool. They're trying to you know all the different things that are going on for them. But actually, to say there are some positives here. You know, they, actually, which is I love that idea, which is you can get genuine insights into people that you didn't know before. I mean, I've, been, I've been laughing with clients on calls where I've seen their kids walking in the background, you know, with ice lollies in their mouths to shut them up or, you know, or yeah. pictures of art in the background or the fact that they, you know, they tell me who else is in the house. So, you know, stuff you'd never, ever get before. Or indeed, you know, some of the client told me last week, they were on a call globally with 55 people and um, it was going great till minute 20 till someone's dog barked. And then 17 dogs barked and everyone just lost their shit, basically. And everyone had to be stopped for 10 minutes till everyone calmed the dogs down and then started off again. But actually, it was just, it was quite nice, the human element of the, of the, uh, of, 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 of the, uh, the, the conversation. I love this yeah, whole thing is, about... Yeah, but that's also where technology can help, Adrian. So yeah. I do think it's fine for the dog to bark, and we should just yeah. say, "Hey, what kind of dog do you have?" You know. But if it becomes <laughs> very, very disruptive, um, yeah. that's where technology can come into play. And you can get headsets. The headsets are really beneficial for this, mm. and they can be noise canceling. This mm. one has a mute button straight on it. So if my dog started barking right now, I could just mute myself very quickly. Okay. Uh, if you don't have that, there's an app you can download called Shush. That regardless okay. on what video platform you're using, you can instantly shush yourself, um, or you can instantly un unmute yourself if you want to start talking uh, okay. and stay on mute for the majority of the meeting. So this is where you can also use technology to assist and and, and improve things. Great, great practical insights. Thank you. And what and just a little bit more on this kind of culture. I mean, anything else? You know, you mentioned the daily team calls, the kind of water cooler conversations, that the donuts. Um, um, was this something called video? conference gratitude sessions as well. I'm just interested in this whole thing about, you know, how do you just put a currency through the culture of an organization when, you know, you're so used to, as you say, you know, getting up, seeing people, maybe patting them on the back, you know, just, you know, just any, any more sort of tips or ideas around how do you maintain yeah. a really strong culture in this new reality in which we are now all working? Mm -hmm. So I love the idea of video gratitude sessions. However, they're not usually things that people really want to attend. Um, okay. They, you know, if you're not someone that's being patted on the back, you feel like it's a waste of your time, sadly. I wish we were more supportive about each other right. in this world, but that's just kind of reality. Um, right. Doesn't mean they're not good to have. What we have at Love to Know is a kudos channel on Slack. And uh, whenever anyone does anything that you appreciate, you can put it on the kudos channel. But nice. what's important to do is to always make sure you're doing that when you are with someone and when you are meetings. I, I'm a big, one of the, probably the biggest things that I do as a consultant other than remote work is feedback. And, uh, and it's the positive that's just as needed as the constructive, right? So yeah. Um, you sh that should be a part of your everyday vernacular. You shouldn't need a separate meeting for that. Mm. However, you can do things, or I do like, you can do whatever you want, but I like to do, I like to do things that are built around the values of the company. So know what your values are. And then once a quarter, do nominations for the person who showed the value of candidness. Um, yeah. And then, and then have some kind of committee that approves, mm. you know, chooses the winner. Um mm. And then, you know, give them a piece of swag or something. But, um, you know, you can really um, get people involved that way. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really like um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna do shameless plugs for companies, and there might be other companies right. that are just as good at these things. Right. Uh, and yeah. I'm not getting paid, <laughs> but I I really like Culture Amp too because I'm really really into 360 feedback, and I like how it can give you the the kind of the mind map of of your trends and that feedback and where you are. I also really like Cultivate AI, and this is one that probably most people have not heard of. That Cultivate AI analyzes your communication. So it'll analyze your messages to people in Slack and it'll analyze your messages to people in your email clients. And then it will give you feedback. It's not about it going to HR, it's not about it going to your manager, it's about giving you you yourself feedback on how you're communicating with people. And uh, and if you're being short or you're being motivating or you're being you know you're being engaged or you're it sounds like you're blowing people off. Um, and it gives you that ready, that ready feedback. Um, it's not a panacea. You still it, it still can be a genesis to a conversation. If you're a manager, it can also give you insights to people working too much. One of the problems with remote work is not people slacking and not working, but it's people not setting boundaries of when to stop working. Yes. They're working at home, so they never leave the office. Yes. So, yes. so, um, yes. so it mm -hmm. can also give you insights to if people are kind of working or you know they're responding to emails around the clock uh, instead of you know setting good boundaries for themselves. And then it just gives you an opportunity to have a conversation. Um, mm -hmm. The same person I referenced, Brittany, who worked for me at GitLab, mm -hmm. she and I were so much alike and we saw things so similarly. That's not always a good thing, but what it led to was really short and curt communications when it came to Slack and email because we we didn't, neither one of us needed the niceties. We were both kind of just fine, just getting straight to the point. So Cultivate AI told me that I, I am I am harder on Brittany or I'm not as nice to Brittany as I am to other people on my team. <laughs> um, so it was wonderful for me to go to Brittany and say, okay, Cultivate told me I'm not very nice to you. And do you feel that way? Cause you're, you know, you're yeah. one of my rock stars and yeah. I want to make sure you feel supportive. And we were able to have that conversation and she was able to say, no, 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 no. I like a yeah. shorthand. So let's keep yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. But it's great. I and mean, I think, but I think there's two things I'm picking out there. One is, you know, the, 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 the kind of, you said a kudos thing you were saying it is again is create yes. a structure you know to to because the next two three months however long this this lasts and i think also not it won't last just two three months i think most companies will shift permanently i suspect to a lot more probably maybe more of a hybrid so. model yeah i think probably yeah. more of a hybrid model but but is you know what is your but even until we get to that point um you know because i suspect personally it'll be probably september before most people start going back into offices again, any kind of volume, you know, what is your process and channel to ensure you're, you are recognizing and, 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 and shouting out people are, are behaving in a, in a way system with the values and, 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 uh, and, and so forth. And I think the idea of like, you know, a cultivate AI is brilliant because if we're all communicating now in different ways, maybe more on email or blogs or, 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 or Slack, or whatever it is a, a tool that can help you just kind of monitor that and how it's, how it's being being received by people, I think, could be could be absolutely invaluable. I think it's the uh, br brilliant, brilliant point. And just talk about um, leadership in, in in this remote world. So I was literally on a phone last week to a, the chairwoman of of a, of, a, of a division of a, a big division of a, of, a, of a financial services company, and she said the CEO of that division is at home, you know, trying to homeschool with two kids, mm -hmm. uh, trying to exercise, trying to, you know, do the day job, um, you know, obviously worried about 
the, the whole what, what's happening in the biker world and just really struggling. You know, she's not seeing her team. She seems she feels the need to be blogging to them all the time. You know, any sort of top tips if you're a leader in this in this this in this, for the first time ever you are in this new reality like this this lady. You know, at yeah. home, partners there, kids are there. You don't know how to do this. You know, you're used to motivating and leading your people in a certain way. Um, any top tips on how you would lead in this in this new reality of remote work? So I think um, lead as if it's not temporary. Mm. So I think okay. that, you know, go all in. Uh, and so really think about what that means for you. But as a leader in a remote environment, you have to build trust with your team. You are going to go crazy if you can't trust. And if there are people on your team that you're thinking, oh my gosh, they're remote, I know they're not gonna do any work, why were they still employees? If you've got people on your team that you can't trust, um, this is a good time for you to reflect on your teams and make sure you really have the talent you need as well. Now, it's not the good time to make the changes, but it's a good time to reflect. Um, so ideally, you will trust, ideally, you will delegate um, and, and really kind of start to build those muscles. And reach out in different ways. Blogging is fine, um, but understand that's not for everybody. And uh, and and having the open office hours could be great. There's the there's a live always on video chat idea which can work. But what I found more beneficial was each week I had office hours where I just had my Zoom open, and uh, and people could come in. And if no one came in, I was at my desk doing some work. I was fine. If people did, I could chat with them. If someone came in with a personal question, I could put someone else on hold and just talk to that person. Um, but the open office hours is a great way to get dialogue. But as leaders, like it or not, you have to, depending on your company culture and the cultures you've built, people aren't necessarily gonna come to you. Just because they're remote now, they don't feel that you're necessarily more accessible. But maybe you are. Maybe you are more accessible now. And maybe you do wanna make those and it's easier to make those connections now. Mm -hmm. So say that. Be, uh -huh. be transparent and say it. Uh, mm -hmm. And then a really big thing for the leaders and the leaders to impress upon the organization is over-communicate, but always assume good intent. We're all doing the best we can here. Yeah. And, um, and when people are doing written instead of spoken, sometimes the wrong tone can be assumed in those communications. Um, so really, really, really try to assume good intent. Uh, and then when things get difficult, and if you're finding that you need to, you're, you're having an argument that takes more than three Slack exchanges or more than three email exchanges, hop on a call, hop on a video call and have that conversation. As a leader, don't revert everything into writing um, and don't encourage everyone else to. There are still human conversations that need to happen um, mm -hmm. and you need to have those. And then, you know, just think through what, what you need to have as a leader in order to feel satisfied and then be explicit and say those things and, and start to set those tones. But also, I, I believe that a good leader is a vulnerable leader and a leader that shows their vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. and, um, and this is a great time to be more human than mm -hmm. maybe your workforce was able to see you in the past. Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with it too. You know, I've been working remotely forever, but it's very different now with my kids in the house, right? Um, mm -hmm. So it's okay for me to say it's hard. And it's okay for me to say, um, 
I'm turning video off right now because my kids are on a Zoom call for school and I don't have enough bandwidth, so I'm sorry. <laughs> right? It's you know, it's yeah. you know, you know, mm. be real and and you really could mm. you really I really want people to turn mm. like you said, turn this experience on the head and mm. and do your best you can to turn these negatives into a positive. Mm. Um one of the thing with with we have at Love to Know we have a lot of people in Barcelona and then we have everyone mm. else who's highly distributed. And the Barcelona team could think I don't, I had to wait on people to wake up or I can't progress in my work. Or you could think this is awesome. I have someone to pass the baton to after I go to bed. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. 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 So, and then, and, and finding a way to actually make that work, but understand that just because everyone's in the same time zone doesn't mean they're going to have the same work hours yeah. and, and don't necessarily expect them to. But mm -hmm. if you want to set up core work hours, do that. Instead of core hours, it says, this is when the meetings should be. And we need everyone to be available during those times. But, but really think through what you need to be sane and to drive your business forward. One of the hardest things right now for businesses and business leaders is the revenue fall. And, uh, and it's the fact, if you, if you make revenue on ad sales, you're struggling right now. If you make revenue on, you know, I have a friend who's a DJ he's not making any money right now. His company's yeah. not making any money right now. My niece is a substitute teacher. Guess what? Teachers aren't calling in sick because they can do it from home. That's yeah. another great thing about remote work. You get fewer yeah. people calling in sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so, you know, really, you know, um, you, you're going to have to keep your organization calm during mm. this time. And you're mm. going to have to really think through what are our financials? How do I figure out how long we can run in this, in this, in this way. Um, mm. Think about where you can cut back and where you can cut back will be mm. air conditioning costs, bringing mm. in lunch to your employee costs, mm. potentially rent costs. Mm. Um, you know, there's, there's ways that there's mm. ways that you can cut back. That doesn't mean yeah. cutting back employees, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I love the, but I love the, just going to the leadership point you're talking about. I think I love about is you've said about, cause you know, at Wavelength, we look at leadership all the time and authenticity and openness and even vulnerability are things that a lot of really accomplished leaders we've spoken to have spoken to us about over the years, actually. And as you're saying, this this window into their lives actually gives you a chance to embrace that, right? So if you are this CEO sitting at home and you know you're you're homeschooling as as well, and actually the, the, your kid comes up to you when you're on the, at that meeting trying to do you ask a question, something you know, take it. It 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 shows the you know a, a, a human side to you, which 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 people wouldn't normally wouldn't normally get. So I think yeah, I really like that actually, which is. This, this this medium of communication opens up a window into your life that people would never have seen before. So actually embrace yeah. it, roll with it, role model it, encourage mm -hmm. others to do the same. Because yeah, if you were the leader, if you are happy with the dog barking in the background or closing the door or, you know, answering the kid's question or, you know, it, it role models, it's okay for others to do the same. I think it's a really, yeah, really nice point. Yeah, the really, really delivery. Or, but what I, what I really need, you know, you're, you're a man, Adrian, and I'm going to go here. I'm going to go to gender. What I really need <laughs> is for male leaders to have these distractions just as much as the female ones. Mm. We, I can't avoid it. You know, mm. <laughs> I, I, you know my, I, being a mom, the kids are going to come to me naturally. Um, mm. Dads, this is your moment, <laughs> right, to... <laughs> to show that you're dads and to be dads as well as CEOs or CFOs or whatever your job is. 
Mm. Um, and you will become not weaker to your employees by showing that you have this other side. You will, mm. it will be endearing. Um, mm. the women on your team will feel like, okay, he understands more than I thought he did. Um, mm. men on your team, they're shouldering more of the load at the home will say, okay, my boss understands. Mm. Um, you know, really I don't, um, I, I feel like inherently female leaders are a little bit more natural with showing vulnerabilities and mm. for whatever reason that is. Um, mm. and sometimes our male leaders feel like they have to be strong and, and, mm. uh, and, mm. and still please use this opportunity to be vulnerable and show your, yeah. show your employees that you are human too. Yeah. Um, Love it. Great point. Great point. Duly noted. And, um, just, I mean, I'm just, this is, this is great, Barbie. I mean, some, there's so, so many uh, golden nuggets in here. I, I'm just sort of going back in into a bit more of a granular thing, which is, um, Re remote working in and meetings, right? So at the moment, I think everyone's kind of, you know, it's just, I think it just was just thrust upon everyone like two, three weeks ago, just suddenly don't go to the office, start, you know, working from home. Um, everyone's just kind of jumped onto Zoom calls. We touched a little bit about earlier about sort of, you know, presentations, I think about them, but any other kind of, um, you know, top tips, insights in how to the best, um, you know, manage remote meetings, which I think can just be you know, with people on endless. I just get a sense at the moment that people are waking up and it's just Zoom call, Zoom call, Zoom call, Zoom call, or Mike, you know, Microsoft Team chat, Team chat. It's just like any, you know, kind of top tips from your experience and how to best prepare for these remote meetings. So I think, like with any company in any circumstance, you should always think through the meetings you have and say, mm. are these meetings that we need to have? And mm. uh, you should always have an agenda. Um, people should be able to review the agenda in advance and decide, do, do they need to be there? Mm. Is, are, are these topics topics that I need to learn from or I can add value to the discussion? Mm. If it's a, once a decision's made, I need to know about it, I don't need to be in the meeting if I'm not part of making the decision. My manager mm. or someone out there should tell me what decision was made if, mm. if you know, my opinion's not valued or, or, or useful. Um, so think through when the meetings you have, do you need to have them? If mm. the only difference you're facing is you were in the office and now you're remote, but everyone is still generally in the same location um, in terms of time zone, you don't need to see as much change. Your meetings um, should be the same meetings you had before if they are valuable meetings that pass the test. Mm. Um, the difference is you're adding on time for social. And, mm. uh, and, and for that, it's hard because that, some of us are introverts. I'm an introvert. It's one of the reasons that I might gravitate so well to remote work. Um, and we don't need necessarily as much social conversation. Or we're in jobs where, you know, we sometimes have to be the bad guy and we don't want to be best friends with our colleagues at work. We want our best friends to be outside of work because um, we'll never have to terminate them um, or <laughs> worry about saying an inappropriate thing and they might sue me or, you know, it's my friends. Mm -hmm. I can be myself mm -hmm. more, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I don't necessarily try to get that from work. So you have to really talk to your teams and your and the, and and the people you work with. What are they craving? What do they need? Um, you might have a whole lot of extroverts in your company that are mentally suffering right now. Yeah. And and yes. uh, you know, and depression is a real concern. And yeah. the yeah. isolation can can deal to that. So. Mm -hmm. If you have that, what what things can you put into place for them that will be more supportive to them, whether it's more social interaction? And what's great about this is that companies have created gaming that you can do via video, right? So I can I can play 
games with people on Zoom now that I couldn't play before. I was going to say Cards Against Humanity, but that's for the girlfriends, not for work. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But then encourage your, if you can, encourage your employees to know that they can use their video conferencing account, whichever platform you're using. Let them know they can use it after hours too with friends and with family. That's nice. that's not going to be a corporate yeah. violation if they do that, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. And the kids can get on with grandma yeah. and, the, you know, so yeah. do that yeah. too. Yeah, embrace but, the technology. Mm. Yeah, embrace the technology, at, you know, for mm. work and for personal. Mm. And mm. then um, and then think about things like Headspace or, um, you know, other apps that might be helpful for people who might need the mental health. And the telehealth mm. is good for the mental health too. Um, mm. But you know, some tips, you know, exercise, things like that. Um, mm. But I like, I like all of that in a, in a Slack channel mostly. And mm. then if people want to zoom and do yoga together via zoom or do kickboxing together via zoom, fine, do it. You know, mm. that that's great, mm. but mm. don't expect that the, there's a one size fits all for the whole company. Mm. Mm. Brilliant. 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 Bobby, I think that's been fantastic. I think we've covered off so much ground in about, what, 40, 45 minutes. I mean, uh, are there any, I mean, I've obviously just prepared some questions in, 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 in advance. Are there any other areas of remote working that we haven't touched upon that you would just like to to touch upon before we can conclude this conversation? Any more top tips, any more observations, any more words of encouragement or, or words of caution? Or do you think we've covered off uh, most of the areas? Well, you know, I think the biggest thing I'll remind you is to really leaders think about this as a permanent place, even if it's not, because you will put better things into place if you don't consider Mm -hmm. it temporary. Um, I see it with our schools when it was first, oh, the kids are going to be out for two weeks. We didn't, the schools didn't put investment in making this great. When the governor said they're not going back to a fall, now the schools are trying to do it a lot better. Um, So really think like if this was going to be forever, if this is our new normal, how do we make it great and Mm -hmm. try to make that investment in it? Maybe not all, you know, maybe not all, but some, um, mm. if your computer, if your employees left their monitors in the office, mm. figure out ways to DHL or FedEx, their monitors back to their homes so they can have a better mm. work environment and their keyboards, mm. et cetera. Mm. Um, think about the ergonomic needs and make sure you're providing guidance on those so that you're not mm. coming. You mentioned your the headsets, yeah, yeah, the headsets, yeah, yeah. the right, mm. you know, set up for your hands and mm. things to stay healthy. People mm. might be doing more typing now, so it's important. So, um, mm. Think about those things. And Adrian, there are so many other things here to consider if people actually adopt this going forward um, mm. that I don't think is as applicable today, but diversity is a big thing to talk about. So if mm. there's a new normal here and you want to dig deeper into, wow, I could really hire anywhere and I could find the best talent no matter where they are, then how you do compensation, how you mm. look at diversity, um, mm. how you think about asynchronous communication all those things become more important. Absolutely. I mean, it's interesting, even on diversity point, though, actually, my, my cousin this morning, actually, I talked to him and he said he's never had a bigger diversity challenge because he's never had people working in such different realities. He said the difference between the person that's working at home with a house full of people, uh, maybe the partner isn't working with a, to, a, to a house where it's two people who are working with two kids and there's no outside space and there's a, you know, a yard. These are just the difference or the single employee in London in a one bedroom flat that hasn't got any outside space, hasn't got anyone to talk to, can only go outside for a limited amount of time. And it was really interesting as well to think about that at the moment, which is, you know, the different realities that everyone's working yeah. in. You know, they said just that yeah. that diversity has really restruck really him that, you know, when he has a conversation with somebody, how they're coming across is just so impacted by the fact, can they get outside? Have they got the people to talk to? Are they on their own? Haven't they? 
you know, so that whole area is just absolutely well, amazing. And, and this is an opportunity as leaders to build a lot of loyalty. If you if you show the right empathy and understanding to your to your mm. employees through this, mm. you could really, really build a lot of loyalty with them. It's a mm. hard situation for everybody in it, but it's hard in different ways. To your point, you know, if you're living alone, you're not distracted, but maybe you're getting a little bit more depressed. If mm. you're having a lot of distractions and maybe your productivity is going down, there's certainly you don't have to tolerate poor performance. And that's not what I'm saying, but um, you know, you need to still function your business. You still need to run your company, but mm -hmm. if you can show the right flexibility for your employees to show that you understand what they're going through right now, um, you, you can absolutely build some more loyalty into mm -hmm. your workforce. Brilliant. Again, I, I think really good to, to end on a positive of actually, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you flip this? So not just saying, you know, it's, yeah, it is a, it is a tough reality, but actually, how, how do you embrace that? Barbie, thank you. <laughs>